It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Chad and Zay. All right, just about to start our number three on this Tuesday. Hope you're having a good one. It's Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier, making sure you get a good, fresh beat to start every third hour. What do you got, Zay? Grammy Family by Consequence, produced by Kanye West, who's also featured on this song, John Legend and DJ Khaled. Good grief. Consequence is the name of the song? Is a rapper. Oh, the rapper. Okay. Yeah, the song's called Grammy Family. Wow. Uh, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's impressive. So a consequence beat with a whole lot of stars uh, involved. It, when you played it, the first, the two artists that I thought of as, okay, I could hear either him rapping over it or him rapping over it. It was Jay-Z and Kanye. Yeah. It just felt like that kind yeah. of a, you know presentation. Yeah. What those guys can do the yeah, sort a, of. It's a Kanye beat, man. And I know everybody thinks about Kanye and his rapping, but Kanye is one of the greatest producers of all time, too. A lot of stuff on that Blueprint One album, a lot of Rockefeller stuff, and just things that we wouldn't consider or think about him producing, he has produced. And we're still allowed to listen to Kanye? Is that still allowed? Um, we borderline now? Kind of like watching the Olympics in soccer. I see. You feel dirty, live, yeah, but you can golf PGA. You can push through it, maybe. Yeah, okay, one of those. Gotcha. Gotcha. We're not to R. Kelly status yeah, yet. Oh no! Okay. Oh right, no! All right, just check it. Yeah, man, I've just read something. This fool R. Kelly has a nerve to say he's been treated like an animal in the pen. What'd you expect it to be a resort? Yeah, right. Like, come on, Kells. Like, bruh, do you realize what you were doing out in these streets, bro? Like, you literally could have had any woman you wanted. And you chose what you chose. He's looking for the concierge desk well, or something. Well, yeah, what like what? He, what does he think this is? Some nerve, this fool. Come on, dude. I'm talking about they treat animals better than this, like fam. Hey, depending it is on, what it is. Yeah, and depending on the animal, he may not be wrong. Yeah, you're uh, not Martha Stewart, bro. Yeah, that's... like you're not. You're not going to be able to watch TV and cook and clean and do all the things you love to do. You know, make yeah. albums and stuff. No, you don't get that luxury. Sorry. Yep, going to be a little bit different. Uh, before we get into more football discussions, let me get you a baseball update on another close game in Omaha. They've had a record-breaking number of those. One nothing TCU. They are in the top of the fourth. TCU has a couple of hits. At this point, uh, Oral Roberts has not registered a hit. Maybe something to keep an, uh, keep an eye on here. Top of the fourth, one nothing TCU. LSU and Tennessee play tonight at 6. It's elimination day. Losers of these games are done. The TCU winner here, uh, Oral Roberts winner, will have to beat Florida twice. The LSU-Tennessee winner will have to beat Wake Forest twice to get to the championship series. And I believe they're going Saturday, Sunday, Monday for the champion or Monday if necessary for that championship series yeah, if they need it. I hope Tennessee goes down. Their meathead skipper is an absolute joke. Not a fan? Oh my god, he's the worst. He is everything that's bad about 2023 and just the new wave of coach young coaches. Like he's he's like a grad assistant. That's how he acts. 
Like he's just very meathead. Like right. got a lot of Tom Herman in him. A lot of Tom Herman in him. Yeah, I, I could see that. I see that comparison. Yeah, just very, very. I'm all for the. Uh, I'm all for the emotion in college baseball, but that he pushes it too far. Yeah, he goes beyond just emotion. He goes into that weird, like you said, into that meathead area. And they rock the like UT hats oh, too. Yeah, you're not, you're not liking that, are you? Oh God, it makes me so bad. I really do feel like you guys and the Tennessee fans are going to end up in these weird trademark discussions every time you get together. Oh, there's beef there. It's just going to be weird. There's beef there. The fact that they got Rick Barnes too. Like, there's something there that once we get to the SEC, because they were smart doing the Big 12 SEC basketball battles. That was genius for the Rick uh-huh. Barnes sake. But then, yeah, you're right. When it starts, they start barking and like, oh yeah, we're the real UT and this and that. But like, all right, whatever. It's like I don't know that I see either one ever really use that UT logo, but I'll bet you when they're about to play, they will. It'll be plastered all over everything. We're the real UT. We get to. Use the UT, 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 UT. Yo, it's on their ball cap. Like, it's it's there in the black, too. And they're willing to go black, which a part of me is Mm, like, I get it. The tradition will never go black, especially in certain sports. But then the swag in me is like, damn, that looks good. They went black that one time. They went with that weird gray, which they should never do again. I hate that gray. That was terrible. That looks goofy. But they are willing to mess with it in a way that, yeah, Texas doesn't. Yeah, they were with Adidas for a while. When they left Adidas and got with Nike, that's when they figured it out. Because they were wearing the gray, I want to say, with Adidas. Oh, and they were yeah, trying yeah, a yeah. whole bunch of stuff. And it wasn't that sharp. Then they got with the swoosh and the check, and they tightened stuff up. And, yeah, the petty, salty hater in me can't stand it. Hopefully, when Tennessee plays Texas, both sides will know that you don't mess with your uniforms for that one. Hopefully, they'll know. the brand. That, that's a general rule, I think, for everybody in the SEC. If you play Texas or Oklahoma, you're not allowed to mess with your uniforms. Everybody good with that? Okay, good. Georgia, do not come to Austin with something weird. Look like Georgia, please. Uh, By the way, Zay, shout out to our guy, Chris Bennett, CB, always doing uh, work for us and really every other show on the planet because he is a supercomputer that helps produce every show on the planet. He let us know that it's three times Texas and Florida have played in football. Texas has two wins. Florida has not beaten Texas in football. There's been a tie. And I asked the question, Texas and Florida State have never played in football. That's something that needs to change at some point. Those two definitely need to get together. So there's your answer. We're talking Florida today because we made them our Mount Rushmore of the day because uh, Florida and Georgia both coming to town on in 2024 with the new SEC. We hit the dogs yesterday, and just to get you excited for football, we're, we're talking Florida Mount Rushmore today. Feel like there's a consensus. Tebow has to be on that Mount Rushmore. Zay threw Percy Harvin in there. We both put Emmett Smith in there do you want to go old school and is Spurrier deserving he did win the Heisman he was a badass back then drafted really high in the NFL like Spurrier was a a player yeah we're not including coaches in this thing but I think maybe he even deserves that love maybe Danny Werfel does as well was Spurrier wearing the leather helmet not quite back. No, no, he was. He was. Uh, he had the face mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, okay, he's in the sixties. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, he's all okay, right. I respect it. He was like the sixty-six Heisman winner, something like that. So if I had to guess, just one pack of cigarettes instead of two. Got that's it. correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they kept it uh, under control. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, 1966, I was right on that first Heisman Trophy. Uh, I love your Percy Harvin uh, mention today. Uh, I was trying to think if there's any big-time names that we yeah. didn't mention Somebody today. Somebody said Fred Taylor. I forgot yes, about Yes, the him. running back. Oh, my God, Fred Taylor's a good call. 
He, Ooh, he might be that good. But he's the, if you're going to put him on there, you wouldn't put him on there before Emmett, would right. you? You'd have to go Emmett and Fred Taylor. Yeah, yeah. There's so many. I know I'm getting out of Florida right now, but thinking of Fred Taylor, thinking of just underrated running backs of that era that just – when you think about them, you're like, God, those guys were incredible. Like the Fred Taylors and the Corey Dillons and the Sean Alexanders. Like guys like that that we just kind of forget about. Mm-hmm. You know, all those guys were so good during their time. Dude, I'm going to give you one from Florida. And I love the guy because he became a buck. People will know this name, though. Eric Rett. You're probably too young to remember Rett. 90 to 93 at Florida. What a badass. Uh, Florida's... All-time rushing leader? Is that right? Wow. over Yeah, over Emmett. Wow. See, I did not realize that. Didn't realize that. Eric Rett was a badass now. That was a good – he was so much fun to watch. My goodness. What is it? The, okay, all-time leading rusher, only player to lead the team in rushing yards four straight years. Wow. Damn. Wow. Yeah, and he was right there during the I mean during that time. It would have been the early that early run of Spurrier before they actually got to the title. Yeah, Eric Rett was a bad man carrying the football. I don't know if it quite would deserve Mount Rushmore status, but he might be on the edge of that discussion, man. I forgot about Eric Rett. He's so good. So good. Uh, if you have any Gators you want to give some love to today, uh, we had an LSU fan that did not want to give love. In fact, he gave us his LSU Mount Rushmore and said it's a good day not to be a Florida Gator. Respect. Yeah. Respect. It probably hurts seeing this team in an elimination game in the College World Series while Florida's 2-0, and just waiting on their next opponent. Yeah. That probably hurts a lot, too. Probably does. Somebody throws in Javon Curse. The freak was a beast. Uh, at Florida. I don't know. I can't remember if they called him the freak there or they called him the freak once he got to Tennessee, but Curse was awesome at Florida, too. Have I ever told you the story about somebody mistaking my father in Las Vegas for Javon Curse? I don't think so. Really? Y'all just walked walk in the strip? No, it was my mom and my pops. We were in Vegas for a basketball tournament, and I wasn't with them. And I came back, and my mom was like, the weirdest thing just happened to us. A lot of people know your father. But he's never had this. Hmm. Some idiot, which if you get these brothers confused, then you're clearly one of those that just think all black folks look the same. You're saying, for the record, your father and Javon Curse do not look alike. Not even close. I'm thinking of both of them in my mind right now, and no, I don't <laughs> think they look alike. I really don't. I, I never would have thought of that. They're just both dark-complected. That's it. But this fool had the cojones to go over to my dad and say, yo, man. Big fan, huge fan of the Titans. This and that. My pop was looking at him crazy, like, what? What are you talking about? Dude's like, you're Javon Curse, aren't you? And CC's like, hell no, I'm not. And yeah, every time I think of Javon Curse, I think of my pops. CC should have played it off. He might have got a drink or something. Oh, I would have played it off. Right? I play it off every time some old white man says, oh, you played football, didn't you, Sonny? I go, hell yeah, I did. All state, Texas A&M Commerce. One of the best stories I ever heard like that, a mistaken thing. Bill Shoning, voice of the Spurs, way back in the day. He's got the big, thick mustache for people who don't know. And he was mistaken in a bar one time. I think he may have even been in Chicago. Drunk guy. Thought he was uh, Mike Ditka. Oh, no. He asked Bill for an autograph, and Bill signed it. (laughs) 
he signed like like Coach Ditka, go Bears, <laughs> and then walked out. <laughs> he thought he was Ditka. That's terrific. That's crazy. So Javon Curse might be on your Mount Rushmore. We have had the uh, people have asked. Somebody sends the text. Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, no, we've had the discussion. We've had it. Zay threw it out. That's on his devil list. His, yeah. his devil Mount Rushmore has Aaron Hernandez on it. For the heaven, for the angel Mount Rushmore, he made it Kyle Pitts. Yes, yeah, what he, I'm saying. He went recent. Like, if I ever get to the Golden Gates and they say, yo, you really put Aaron Hernandez on the Mount Rushmore? I'm just gonna, it's just football. It's just football. Just football. <laughs> just, just, just football. Come just on, football. man. just football. Come on. You know. Hey, man, I'm a Chad, good guy. Chad made these weird rules. That wasn't me. <laughs> That wasn't me. Blame him. That was that was not me. Emmett Smith, didn't he play for Florida? Well, yes, he did. He's on my Mount Rushmore and Zay's Mount Rushmore, and I think a lot of people out there. Emmett was absolutely a beast. And for my money, a lot of guys made that uniform look cool. I'm not sure if anybody made it look cooler than Emmett did. Yeah, because that's when they were rocking the orange. Yeah, looking badass. They're kind of bringing it back. If you've seen all their recruits and stuff rocking the gear, they're rocking the orange. And I, you've been watching more SEC than me, especially these last few years. I haven't seen the orange tops about, since the Ricky day, or excuse me, since the, the Emmett days. The orange with the blue pants. Is that what I, you're talking about? They'll mix it up. Mix but it just up. The orange, the orange top. The orange top, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, that's a good look. As long as they don't go, I just don't like the whole color all the way down. They need to mix it up a little bit, like all blue, all orange. Right. It's like whoa, 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 yeah, stop. Orange on top, white pants. That's good when they go. The white blue. tops and the orange pants uh-huh. or the blue pants. Blue, like, yeah. I like how they mix it up that way. I, they definitely can't do that when they come to DKR. They're definitely going to have to go white on blue. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. too much orange out there. Yuck. Like, yeah, the Texas orange let us reign supreme. But, yeah, they when they rock the color schemes and switch it up, it could be fly. Florida's always part of games I love watching. I love watching them in HD when you get Florida LSU, Florida Tennessee. Obviously, the cocktail party's great because you get the orange on one side and the red and the black on the other. I just love the way Florida looks on TV. Florida, Florida State, when I was a kid growing up. There's something about that gator helmet, man. Not many have that color on their helmet. It's just astronauts can see Florida playing football, and I love it when you match them up with the right teams. I wish LSU wore the purple more. Really? They kind of act like they're the Cowboys and wear the white all the time. Oh, you mean on the jersey? On the jersey. Totally agree with you. Yeah, y'all aren't the Cowboys. Mix it up. Like, y'all yeah. don't have to wear the white home and away 90% of the season. Every once in a while, they'll throw the purple out, but it's every once in a while. It's a good look. I like Especially them. with the helmets. And sometimes, I know you're against this, but you could throw the white helmets with the purple. Ooh, I know. That's a tough one. With the purple, though. Sometimes LSU's mess with that helmet, and it, it's actually been all right. It hadn't been too crazy. But there's, that's an iconic helmet. It me. is. As long as you leave the logo the same, and they did that. When they went white and left the logo the same, they did that weird gold that year. You remember that one? It was supposed to change color every time, you, whatever angle you were at. That was weird. That was really, really weird. Uh, But they left the logo the same. All right, so we're talking a little SEC vibe with the Florida Mount Rushmore today. Remember, 2024, they are coming to Austin. All right, Zay, do we have time to get into this Big 12 thing, or did yeah, we we'll ramble go, too yeah, much? Yeah, we'll run through it. We'll okay. run through it. So this is a list of Big 12 quarterback rooms. That's that right. Found? Shout out to Thomas Jones, Austin American Statesman. He put out this article of the top quarterback rooms. Let me make sure that is clear. Not mm-hmm. top, the starting quarterback of the team, 
running back or quarterback room. So you might have four in the room. Thomas has added them all up, and he came out with a list, and we're going to go through it. All right. Number one. Yes. Kansas Jayhawks. Wow. Number one room? Number one room, and it does make a little bit of sense. Hmm. Jalen Daniels had a really good year last year and missed a lot of games. The dual threat quarterback went for over 2,000 yards, 66 uh, completion rating, 66% uh, on completions, and he had 18 total touchdowns. But when he got hurt, he was replaced by Jason Bean. See, I forgot, was really good. I forgot Bean was coming back. That's crazy. Yeah, okay. And All right. the narrow of transfer portal and Bean showed a little bit last year. You would think he would want to be his own man, but guess not. So it makes that room, according to Thomas, that number one room. And hmm. I could see it. So, yeah, I got him at number one. Okay. Number two, this is where I'm like, I don't know, Thomas. All right. But I get it to a certain extent. Oklahoma. No, no. Yeah, Oklahoma. Dylan Gabriel had 25 touchdowns last year, over 3,000 yards, and missed a few games, only six interceptions. And the reason why Thomas has this at number two is because they have big-time five-star freshmen coming in and Jackson Arnold from Mm, Denton Geyer. Okay. So... Yeah, Dylan Gabriel, I mean, he's had a really good career. If you go back to where'd he come from? UCF, one of those Florida UCF, schools. Correct. Yeah, You're UCF. Right. Yep. He was good there. The lefty, I mean, who knows if he would have played in that cotton bowl game. I don't think it would have been forty nine zero. I'm thinking Texas would have won that game, but it wouldn't have been forty nine zero. No, he didn't put some points up. He would have put some <laughs> points up. Yeah. So I know Oklahoma fans are eager to see what he could do, even though a lot of them are kind of wondering what Jackson Arnold's going to be because he's had so much hype coming out of high school, coming out of Ditton Geyer. We'll see what happens there. And at number three, the Texas Longhorns. I was about to say, is this where the Longhorns show up? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, again, Quinn Ewers, up and down season last year. While both of those starters from Jalen Daniels to Dylan Gabriel, they showed a little bit more consistency. They were just injured. That was their issue. Like, they couldn't stay on the field. If they were to stay on the field, who knows what would have happened with Kansas and Oklahoma just shaking up the Big 12. But it's all about the quarterback room when it comes to this list. We know Malik Murphy showed a lot in the spring game, but it was just a spring game. We haven't seen Malik Murphy in the real game yet. Right. And Arch Manning... We know the name, but he showed a lot of inconsistency in that spring game, which it should be allowed. He's a freshman getting thrown into the fire. You're supposed to see what we saw in that game. But, yeah, I'm okay. I think Texas is a little bit better than Oklahoma when it comes to a full quarterback room because Jackson Arnold isn't proven either. Yeah. But, yeah, this list – I ain't hating it. Thomas is my guy. Thomas, good job. How do you think Thomas would have ranked it before the spring game? Ooh. How different would it have looked if you rank him before the spring game? So he has Kansas State number four. Okay. Will Howard could be the best quarterback in the conference this year, especially with Colin Klein and those guys. Right. I think he might have had – them at maybe three. yeah yeah right yeah uh all right finish out the 10 here before the break we're how, uh, how does he have it laid out number four kansas state number five central florida so it's okay. definitely interesting these teams that are just entering the big 12 we don't know much about them we'll definitely find out more oh, as the year goes on by the way i forgot i put my list on 10 i forgot there was i know 14, 14 exactly oh, okay six byu okay 
Uh, seven, Hunter Deckers and Iowa State. All right. Eight, Baylor. Okay. Nine, Texas Tech. Ten, Cincinnati. Eleven, TCU. Twelve, Houston. Thirteen, Oklahoma State. Fourteen, West Virginia. Wow. Interesting that TCU and Cincinnati would be that low, but obviously they both just lost some serious talent yeah, at that position. Yeah. Chandler Morris, he was picked to start in front of Max Duggan last year. Yeah. So... It is interesting to see them this high, especially with teams like BYU and UCF in there. But mm-hmm. oh, that's right. Is it that time? Is it that? Is this the year for? Uh, that's Chad Morris's son, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Golly. Right. I forgot about. I forgot about that name until you just said it. Yeah, Ch- yeah Chandler Morris, right? Chandler is Morris. the kid's name. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So uh, check that out. Uh, Thomas Thomas Jones of the Statesman, right? That's right. Um, Austin American Statesman. Check him out there for that Big Twelve quarterback room list. Interesting stuff. Has Texas slotted in at number three? Up next, we'll get into why today matters on this June twentieth. Keep an eye on this school and this date. When it comes to realignment in college football, we know what's set up in the Big Ten and the SEC. Next things to look for coming up on the Horn. You can catch me in the Cherry Red 150. Chad and Zay. All right, we roll through a Tuesday. Hope you're having a good one. Stay cool out there. Another hundred and something kind of day out there right now. Please stay cool. All right, Zay, what do you got? Do I have a shot? Um, At all. He's one of the greatest fat rappers of all time. That's all I could give you. One of the greatest uh, fat rappers of all time. And that's F-A-T. Yes. Yeah. Um, All the Mount Rushmore with Biggie. I was say, is Heavy D on that Mount Rushmore? This isn't Heavy, probably. I'm assuming. But, yeah, he's uh, probably on. Um, I don't know. Who Big is it? pun. Big pun? Big pun. Big pun. Okay. R.I.P. That good, huh? Oh, man, he's okay. incredible. Big pun on the Mount Rushmore. A lot, a lot of people call him like the Latin Biggie. That's how good he was. Is that right? Yeah, man. Any weight fluctuation, or did it always stay big? Always stay big. Okay, stay big. Yeah. Give it a big pun. Yeah. Can't lose too much weight when you're big pun. He actually said in this verse he lost 100 pounds. Is that right? So it did fluctuate. Yeah, there you go. Just couldn't tell much. Big pun. It's kind of hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> big pun, Wasp, Man of War, Elton John, Bonnie Raitt, plus the consequence beat to start the hour was fantastic. We hope you are enjoying your Tuesday. Uh, they are having another close one in Omaha Oral Roberts did get a couple of hits uh, in the game, but they have yet to get a run. TCU got out of a mess at the end of the fourth. They finished four, and they're up two to nothing. Loser goes home in that one. Winner will play Florida. The winner of tonight's game with LSU and Tennessee will have to beat Wake Forest twice to get to the championship series. So we're keeping you up to date on that. Plus, we've got some info for you college football-wise for Why Today Matters. It is June 20th, which means we are 10 days away from a really important day in college football. Here we go. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right. Uh, this is kind of one of those, I guess you file it under, if you're a fan of a team in the Big Ten or the SEC. This might be information, and then you follow it with, well, do you even care? 
Do you even care what else is going on? Do you feel like you're secure in your conference and none of the rest of it matters? So 10 days from now is June 30th, which is a big day on multiple levels. I saw this story today about the latest with the Mountain West and San Diego State. Now, obviously, Mountain West is not a Power 5 conference, but the San Diego State thing could be interesting. San Diego State sent messaging to the Mountain West, and it was interpreted, Zay, that the Mountain West was like, wait a minute, you're telling us you're leaving. Well, now, San Diego State came back and said, no, 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 we didn't tell you we were leaving. We were just double-checking on what would happen if we left, ah. by the way, men and la- guys, gals out there, try that with your significant other tonight. No, 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 no. I'm not saying I'm leaving you. I'm just wondering what would happen. <laughs> no, no, no. Do not try that one. Um, so San Diego State, the, the reason June 30th is a big deal to them is that their exit fee would go from $16.5 million to $34 million if they chose after June 30th to let them know. June 30th is also an interesting day because they are hoping to look at the option of the Pac-12. The Pac-12 would love to get a TV deal done quickly, hopefully by June 30th. So as of this moment, Zay, San Diego State does not have an official offer from a Power 5. But there's been talk about Pac-12. There's been talk about Big 12. And we remember... They just had the men's basketball team play for it all. And I read in this story today, they have a $300 million football stadium opening up. What? Did you know that? Hell no. San Diego State. Yo, somewhere Chargers are like, why couldn't we get that? Yeah. We were asking for that. We would have stayed in San Diego if y'all would have got us the stadium. Shout out to our guy Tyler Campbell. Shout out to Marshall Falk and all the San Diego State alums. Maybe they have more power than some would think. But right now, they're saying, a source is saying, San Diego State is exploring all of the options and asking all of the questions. The intention of the June 13th letter wasn't that San Diego State is exiting. They're just trying to cover all their bases. Yeah, and they're going to be very smart about it. They know probably in this order it goes Big 12, then Pac-12, because we know the Pac-12 is kind of on their last leg. If you look at Washington and Oregon, thinking about what they're going to do in Colorado, all these teams trying to get out. We see what's happening with a lot of their, uh, with two of their schools that made a lot of money for the conference in USC and UCLA, jumping ship to the Big 10. So Big 12 makes a lot more sense, especially because San Diego State is more of a basketball school than it is football school. Mm-hmm. And the basketball conference is the Big 12. So that would be perfect. That's interesting. Yeah. That would be perfect for the Big 12, especially since they're really looking from a basketball standpoint. We know football is king, but they're looking at, okay, if we can make our basketball conference as good as possible, then that's going to keep us alive. San Diego State would be big. And also going to that Pacific Northwest, looking at Gonzaga, even though they don't have a football team just for basketball purposes, that makes sense also. Mm-hmm. So I know San Diego State is going to look at it that way. But, yeah, man, being in the Mountain West and a team as big as them at this point just playing in uh, the basketball championship in the Final Four, I could see why they're flirting with trying to leave. You also have to wonder, if you're the Big 12 and the Pac-12, where do you want to end up numbers-wise? If you can both survive, where do you want to end up? The Pac-12 will be left with, what, 10 when USC and UCLA leave. They'll sit at 10. Big 12 is going to be sitting at 12. 
with Texas and Oklahoma, we obviously go, they're going to be gone. So in those discussions, does San Diego State look at it, like you're saying, Zay, lean towards the Big 12 because kind of power and you got more numbers there. And like you said, maybe it's the, maybe the conference, the way, it, you know, the way it lays out in basketball, that might be appealing to them. So, and you know, the fan bases have to decide out in the Pac-12, does that interest you at all? I just don't feel like there's enough interest. Like, they've been griped at for years that there's not enough interest in the Pac-12 now with USC and UCLA and all that stuff. So when I've suggested things like, what about BYU and San Diego State? Well, one of those is already in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Well, what about... You know, Boise, I've thrown that out too. What about Boise State? They've got a certain name, a certain Gonzaga-ness about them. Why wouldn't you grab them? They're out west. And you you just kind of get a reaction of like, eh, from Pac-12 folks. Yeah. And San Diego State, I brought them up immediately because I grew up on BYU-San Diego State. I love that rivalry back in the day. It doesn't seem like there's a ton of interest. I'm rooting for the Aztecs to find their way into one of these two. With what we're seeing from this specific city professionally, why isn't UNLV being thought of? Because I think they go in the same category as Boise State, where they're just kind of like, eh. But we're starting to see with the Vegas Raiders and Mm -hmm. their hockey team that just won a championship, it's a really good market for sports, especially with all the lenient betting laws that's starting to be thrown around in the U.S. in general. Like, how isn't UNLV getting that love, you know? That's, that's an interesting question, too, because do you, you think there would be some money and revenue involved yes. right, in Vegas, and you can run your tournaments in Vegas and stuff like that? We've seen a little bit of that from time to time. Um, from, I mean, heck, the, the Pac-12 has done it. Mountain West has done it. So, yeah, it's a, that's another one, an interesting one to bring up. So let's just keep an eye out for June 30th could be an interesting day if the Pac-12 announced some kind of a deal. Right now, it feels like the Big 12 has the, they seem to have a plan in place for getting a pretty good TV deal moving forward. It's the Pac-12 that needs to figure something out. If they don't do that by June 30th, I wonder if it's San Diego State letting them know, letting the Mountain West know, hey, we're probably, we're going to be gone. And then they're just hoping that the Big 12 will answer their, answer their call. I think they will. I think they will. Them, especially, again, Yarmark, those guys, they are focused on basketball and growing the conference that way. While everybody else is focused on football, they're focused on basketball. And, like, San Diego State, they're part of the Jordan brand. Like Michael right? Jordan, yes, Michael mm. Jordan is their like shoe company. So I don't know if it's like that in football. I would think it is because you know that's what we see with Oklahoma and schools like that that are signed with Jumpman. But yeah, it just it makes so much more sense for San Diego State to jump to the Big Twelve than it does to the Pac twelve, where teams like Stanford they don't know what they want to do, and Cal Berkeley like they've been talking about jumping ship, and again like I said before, Washington and Oregon like the Big Ten is seriously mm-hmm. looking at those schools and trying to get that Pacific Northwest market locked down just like they got the California market locked down with SC and UCLA, so there's just so much turnover in college sports right now, it's kind of overwhelming, and if you would have told me all this would have happened 20 years ago, I would have looked at you like you were crazy. I know. Yeah. If you were Brett Yormark, would you use the SEC and Big Ten as a model and think 16 and think to yourself, I need to add four teams? Or do you not even or do you do not even consider it and just do what you feel works? Yeah, I guess do what you feel works. I mean the 16 would all have to make sense. Like what, every- would, what would those so you said 12, OU, Texas OU leaving. 
Right. You'd be left with 12. I've heard the idea of would it be then, you know, Colorado, the two Arizona schools get you to 15 and, and San, San Diego State. San Diego State may get you to 16. That's not too shabby. Could it be that, but you take San Diego State out and you replace with Utah? That's been talked about too. Right. You know, Utah's been um, kind of turned themselves into a badass in that Pac 12 these last couple of years uh, with Whittingham. So there's a lot to, to consider there. That may be the next step in realignment the way everything is shaking out. So you can let us know what you think there. Yeah, because Utah would make a lot of sense because you could get that BYU rivalry in there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So that's you know that's pretty easy. Dude, that's one of my favorites. A football game so crazy, a rivalry, they call it the Holy War. Except some people are scared to call it the Holy War. That's my right. kind of football game. I love that thing. I got to go to that one year. Really? Just hang out and see what's going on. Yeah. Those two can't stand one another. Oh, it's so good. Uh, so hopefully, yeah, I, that's another good reason. Yeah, get that one together and throw some rivalries uh, at them. I've, I've said they need to think about SMU-TCU, but that one, that, hopefully that rivalry just continues anyway, wherever SMU is going to be, uh, whether it's in the Big 12 or not. Keep an eye on that for June 30th coming up, and keep your eye on San Diego State. Uh, um, also, let's see. Um, well, he's on tour this year. Let's give him some love. Lionel Richie, 74 years old today, and on tour with Earth, Wind, and Fire this year, I believe, mm. is that show. Traitor. Hell of a show. Lionel Richie, you still can't forgive him for the Commodore stuff, Yeah, huh? he should be on tour with the Commodores. He can do his own solo thing. Michael did it with the Jacksons. Hey, you're having me listen to The Chronic this week. Don't, wouldn't you say the same thing about Dr. Dre? Didn't he betray the his band, too? No, he didn't betray them. They were stealing money. Jerry, what's his name, and Eazy-E were stealing money from Cube and Dre and them. You don't know what a Commodore was doing back in the day. You have no idea. The Commodore could have been stealing all the Lionel's clothes. That's true. We have no idea. If Lionel wasn't writing his lyrics, just performing, then you're right. It's different. They, they, it's a little bit different, Lionel. But he's still in the wrong, though. Okay. It would still know. make him in the wrong. I don't know the full story. I really Neither don't. do I. But the fact, Earth, Wind, and Fire, come on, man. He didn't make bread with those guys. He made bread with his brothers, the Commodores. I know he's a tour with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Never forget where you came from, Chad. Every Commodore but Lionel might be sitting on a beach somewhere just happy and say, you know what? I hope Lionel goes on tour. They might not even be mad at him. That's true. You don't even know. That That is true. But I'm, it's... Do we know any of the other Commodores' names? No. And I'm going to bet you one of them's mad at him. I'd be at least. Yeah. I'd I'd be pissed. At least. (laughs) Lionel. Brick house my ass. All right. Uh, Happy birthday to Lionel today. He couldn't even go all night long. Oh, my God. I've been in the same hotel with him. I cannot confirm that song. Okay. All right, petty guy. Stems and seeds coming up before we get done on a Tuesday. This is The Horn. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Chad and Zay.
Tuesday. All right, just about to wrap it up on a Tuesday. Ball Don't Lie is coming right up. I feel like I, sh- I kind of recognize this song. Should I? Yeah, you should. Uh, well, kind of. Sort of? Kind of? Yeah. You know who this is. Yeah, that's Jay-Z. Yeah. Yeah. When it when it started, the breathing, the, the uh, 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 that sounded like Jay-Z. <laughs> Yeah, that's your go-to, right? He's great with that. I love Jay-Z when he does that. Okay, so who else on this besides Jay-Z? Big Boy from Outkast, Killer Mike, and Twista. Wow. Popping tags off of Jay-Z's Blueprint 2. Gotcha. Okay. Very good. Good stuff. All right, Jay-Z and that crew. That's a nice group. And uh, we also had Big Pun earlier, Wasp, Man of War, Elton John, Bonnie Raitt. That's a music festival I'd go to. The consequence, just to see Jay-Z fans and Wasp fans hang out together. I mean, that would be awesome at the concession stands. Uh, the consequence beat was great as well. Uh, thanks to Zay for all his hard work. Thanks to you for being a part of it. Thanks to the Florida Gators for providing some conversation today. We went with the Florida Mount Rushmore for the Mountain of the Day. We'll hit another one of those tomorrow as we get you ready for football season. We might transition to the NFL tomorrow. We still need to discuss that. Also this week, uh, Zay is... Watching Tombstone. Have you got into Tombstone yet? I start today. Okay. Uh, And I'm going to be listening to The Chronic for the first time. I have not listened to the entire Chronic album front to back, so I'm going to do that this week, and Zay's going to check out Tombstone. I may have to watch Tombstone again. (laughs) It is such a wacky good time. Oh, my God. When it comes to over-the-top westerns that it's like a western that's not really a western in some ways it is so like wonderfully overcooked in some ways so i don't know if you'll consider it a great bad movie or a really good fun movie we're gonna have to see yeah it's one of those two things i don't know that i can see tombstone's not bad i think it's a good movie a little over the top at times but people really dig it and getting just to see val kilmer's performance You'll be glad you saw that. That's what I'm saying. You've been saying Val, he kills this performance, and I love me some Val Kilmer, especially Heat with Pacino and De Niro. Dude, he's so good in this movie. Okay. He's so good. There's All other right. there's other good performance in this, is this in this movie. There's nothing close to what Val Kilmer pulls off. It's incredible. Uh, so that's coming up on Thursday at two. We will get into the album movie swap with the Chronic and Tombstone. Right now we get your stems and seeds. One more NBA story to discuss here. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. All right, Zay, yesterday we told him that Draymond Green opts out and what's going to happen with him. How about this one? Kyle Kuzma in Washington declines his player option, was going to be $13 million. He becomes a free agent, 21 points, 7 boards a game last year. Is he going to be one of the big names we need to look for in free agency? Uh, one of the bigger names. I think that's a great decision by him to decline that $13 million. The way other players are getting paid, he performed probably the best that he's ever performed since he's been into the league coming out of Utah. I mean, he won that ring in the bubble with the Lakers, and he felt like they gave up on them, and he proved them right. 21.7 rebounds, mm-hmm. him being 6'10", putting the ball on the deck, he could shoot the the three that's where the nba's at you saw with michael porter jr you saw with aaron gordon how versatile they were i think kyle kuzma which he's shown that he could be that because he was that for the championship
championship 2020 Lakers with Anthony Davis and Rondo and LeBron James, he could be that on the right team. So, yeah, he is a very underrated, high-quality player that deserves way more than $13 million a year. Of course, the NBA draft comes up on Thursday. Here's a question I hadn't asked you yet officially. We know the Spurs will end up with a really good player at one, but Spurs, Rockets, Mavs all pick in the top ten. Do you think they all end up with an impact player in this draft? Yeah, um, obviously not as much as the Spurs, but I right. think the Rockets and the Mavs, they can find guys. Like, this is a good draft. This doesn't have a lot of superstars in the draft mm-hmm. other than Wimbenyama, maybe Scoot Henderson. I'm not sold on Brandon Miller being the superstar. I think he's going to be a solid player, but I think a lot of these guys, you'll see them in the league for the next decade, and that means you've had a really good NBA career. Because the way it's going to go, the Rockets won't get either one of those last two guys you mentioned, and we know the Mavs aren't getting any of those three guys. So will they end up at 4-10, and 10, will they end up with a player that impacts the team, that fans will, will be able to grab onto? Yeah, I don't think the Rockets will be happy. Mavs? A little bit more Maybe because more. the yeah. Rockets, they have so many guards. The Mavs, they need shooting and a big man that they could plug with Luka and maybe if Kyrie, depending on if they bring him back. But I, if I'm a Rockets, I'll be looking at somebody like Jordan Hawkins coming out of UConn that could stretch the floor and really shoot it. We'll be talking more about the NBA draft as the week goes on. Up next, it's Ball Don't Lie with Rod and Harge. Patrick Davis continues his vacation. We hope you are safe and sound and cool out there today. By the way, 6-0 TCU into the top of the fifth. Elimination, Oral Roberts is in trouble. The guys will keep you updated on that as well. Have a safe one. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya!